Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours. And in today's episode, Benji and I are unpacking the topic of what does it mean to be the sex people? Because we want to become the owners of sex. If you want to be the owner of your future, you have to live with intentionality. That means in all aspects of your life. And the one area where most people are very reactionary and don't have much control is that of sex. And this gets them into a great deal of trouble. So we want to help you build a life of intentionality so that you can become the owner of your sexuality. So let's get into it now. Welcome back, everybody. Angers and Banger in the house. Hey. How do you do? We're good. We're enjoying our tea and water and having a good chat. I really tried for a solid three weeks to like tea, to say that I'm a man that likes tea so I could be sophisticated. I don't. I nope. force it every single time. It just feels like a diet soda or something. I don't drink soda, but like something that like should be good, but isn't like they've extracted all the goodness out of it. I like coffee. I feel you. I gave up tea when I was about six, five years old. Tried it once and it wasn't for me. <laughs> Your mom had you suckling at tea, the exactly. tea teat. The tea teat. Exactly. All right. So today we wanted to talk about, Benji was hot on this topic about who we are, apparently. And he wants us to be the sex people. And so what does that mean? We're going to get into that because we talk incessantly about sexuality, but I feel like we talk about it almost medically sometimes. We talk about it so much ad nauseum that it's like we're detached from the fact that we're talking about sex for a living. It's not some mechanical thing. It's like the spice of life. So when you say stuff like that to me, Benji, I wonder what is it that you're talking about? So what is it if you could see... The high noon people, or you could see the Family Federation people as the sex people. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'll just say it really quick. Just up front, I think, and this has been my kind of driving force for the last eight years that I've been doing this kind of work with headquarters, BFM, Family Fed, and high noon, is that I think we should go in the direction of becoming the sex movement. We should be the people of sex, of absolute sex, true sex, whatever you want to call it. We're still figuring it out. We're still figuring out. I don't have all the answers, but I think that this is truly at the core of what, where we are. If you read the book, Core of the Universe, the core of what I've been doing, like I've been blessed for 11 years now, right? And it's been a journey for sure of figuring out what this blessing thing is, what marriage is all about, how to navigate the ups and downs, the, the difficulties. And I've shared about that a bit here. And also helping people go to the blessing, prepare for marriage. Also helping people overcome one of the largest roadblocks in people's journey to having a fulfilling relationship is their sexuality, is their addiction to porn, is the over-sexualized culture, or their inability to look at themselves or other people from a healthy sexual perspective, but more in a selfish sexual perspective. So I've learned over time, and I've seen that this is really, to me, this is not official. This is really like Benji's anecdotal thoughts in my personal mission, I think, that the approaching and leading with sexuality is really good. And mainly because if you think about what the blessing is, the blessing is essentially the reversal of self-centered sexuality. Your father talked about sex a lot. I mean, more times than probably we were comfortable with. I remember being in some of Chief Father's uh, Father Moon's speeches and him talking about sex and changing the subject to talk about sex all the time. And then the translator is being really uncomfortable. I, I remember when I was like, probably a t- teenager, right? And he wouldn't like one translator interpreter in particular, he wouldn't translate some things that he was saying, right? And I, I could understand it because like he speak Korean, he was talking about sexual organs, and he wouldn't translate it. And your father was getting upset at him on stage. 
because he, the guy would not, it would refuse to translate something that was probably a little more graphic than people yeah, were comfortable with. Censoring, dude. You know? So my point is like, this is such a big thing. It's obviously the center of what the blessing is supposed to be, which is the reversal of self-centered sexuality throughout all of history, not just from the beginning of time from Adam and Eve, but from all of history, it's been a misuse for the most part, a misuse of our sexuality to serve ourselves as opposed to serving God and others and our spouse. So if okay, that's okay. The- let me hold you. There's some stuff to unpack here. Because again, we talk about similar things repeatedly. And so we can be caught in the trap of speaking in platitudes or speaking in slogans or these big grand statements without really having the connection that merit such a statement. So you're talking about sex being a self-centered act and that having some sort of negative impact on history. I want you to unpack that for real, because if you've received lectures like we have many times, then you're kind of desensitized to such a statement because you've heard statements like that many times if you've never heard that there's a lot of like you know blank space in that statement so i want you to really what does that look like okay let's say humanity got off on the wrong foot when we started being sentient beings and we could decide we became self-aware which at some point we did whether you're religious or not there's clearly a distinction between self-aware humans who are sentient beings and animals right at some point we took our self-awareness and used it to be a bunch of weenies and kill each other and murder each other but how in god's name i guess literally how in the heck does sex have anything to do with that and i'm not doubting you i just try to play the devil's advocate so that you can iron this out because i want this to be really crystal clear i mean for me it's pretty clear i think as a movement we are unpacking it for sure it's definitely not something that's an easy solution i mean pretty recently we were organizing a big rally for family fruition and some of the organizers right came to me and they were asking like what should we kind of asking for a little bit of advice about what we should how we should promote this rally and i said make it a sex rally just call it the sex rally and see what happens see how it plays out and have real testimonies of people such as couples and individuals in high noon who have seen transformation through getting their sexuality in check so I'm saying is we're figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. And people have asked me this exact question too, is what is absolute sex actually? But I'm curious to know what you think too, Andrew, because I'm also trying to figure it out, as you know. So it could go a lot of directions and there are infinite holes to be poked in this ideology, obviously. Yeah. Well, I so just what do you think? think? In, in order for this to mean anything at all beyond, I think if somebody were to hear what you just said, they would instantly either accept it or reject it, but wouldn't process it. You either are already kind of, in this same worldview, if you're in the minority like us, or you're in the majority, who'd you be like, that's a bunch of gobbledygook. So in order for that to really make sense, I'm not saying what you're saying isn't true or it doesn't make sense. I just think that it's really high level. And for that to really make an impact in people's lives, they have to kind of bring it down to the ground, to the earth. And you have to process something like that, like to really see how sex plays out in your life and how it impacts you, you have to really go deep within yourself. Okay. Like I'm talking to a guy right now, I I counsel, you know, I'm mentoring a guy, a bunch of guys, but one guy in particular, I've dealt with him in the past and I've seen him go around and around in circles. And this time around, he's looking for an accountability partner. I said, yeah, I'll step up. I'll do it if you follow these guidelines. And he's doing it. He's following the North Star goal. He's getting clear about what it is that he wants in his life, really crystal clear. And he wants solid relationships rewarding giving relationships okay that's all he wants is like just with the friends and family he wants to like gather a community around him that's supportive amazing people and what he's realized 
since starting this time with me is that he's already surrounded with amazing people. He just wasn't engaging with them. Okay. He wasn't connecting with them because he's being very transactional because porn taught him to be transactional with people that people are there to give you what you want. And then you leave. And he was realizing how much porn impacted how he interacts with his business partners, his neighbors, you know, the postman, whatever. It's all like two dimensional. And so that's a very practical way in which porn has muted his ability to connect with the world around him because it's painted this very black and white transactional scenario. And that's very self-centered, right? Everybody's there to serve me in that scenario. And so he actually hasn't changed his circumstances very much at all. He's just changed how he interacts with the world around him. And it's like night and day. He's like all of a sudden really appreciative of his life and the small things and the people in his life. So that is like just one example of probably an infinite amount of examples of how somehow sexuality, if you've got it wrong, negatively impacts so many different aspects of your life. But it's really honestly hard to make that connection, especially if you're struggling with porn. If you're still like in the thick of it, it's hard to see like, what are you talking about? Because things are really cloudy when you've got, you know, a compulsion or an addiction. You can't see the forest from the trees. You're just like stuck in it. Does that make sense? What you just shared is exactly why I think high noon is the solution and the answer. It's because high noon has a unique approach that is more than just an intellectual, theological, or religious perspective on what is right and wrong. It's personal story, it's personal experience. There are a lot of organizations dealing with sexuality, with porn, with attraction, all of that. There are so many, but I have, we have seen a lot of them. We've followed a lot of them. I follow a lot of YouTubers, actually, who are going into the area of sexuality. None of them talk from the personal experience that we do. None of them have the actual feet on the ground conversation every single day and every week with groups that we're leading. We're healing in these testimonies. And this is no more apparent than a recent experience I had. We ran a program called Love and Integrity, right? Love and Integrity. We had 40 men, 40 women, which is 40 couples coming together for six weeks to read and study God's vision for sex, the core of the universe every day and meet together with groups of four or five individuals in a group, men and women separated. And we meet every other week for like a big masterclass webinar. Okay, so that's the premise, the format of it. What's interesting is the couples that were attracted to this program really blew my mind. I did not expect that we would have couples who have not been sexually active for more than 20 years. All right. That might be a shock for some of you guys, but was really, it's not shocking. It's actually inspiring to hear that this couple, actually a number of couples who haven't been sexually active for years, joined our program, decided, were inspired to take action and do something about it. And there are a good amount, we did a survey after, there are a good amount of couples that reignited their sexual relationship because of this program, because they took up the mantle and decided to do something about it. Like that's inspiring. If there's anything we can do is getting couples to not just say, oh, you know, screw it, we're just going to be sexless our entire lives, but actually take them and have them decide to do something about it after 20 years of suffering. To me, that's a miracle. Like that's a miracle beyond miracles. And that's something you can only experience when you just have conversations and start doing something about it, you know? Yes, but I'm going to insert a big old but here, a rotund but. And that is, you know, again, I know a lot of times we say, we talk about sex in a certain way. And in this circumstance that you just mentioned, where this couple had a sexless marriage for 20 years, to then start, say, re-engaging in sex in that marriage is kind of where the I feel like a lot of those YouTubers are at that you're talking about. A lot of the responses are, hey, are you, are you struggling with porn? I'll help you stop. 
I saw the people have budget. They have nice commercials. You know, they have YouTube ads and stuff like that. They're making a real business out of it. And they make these bold promises like, I will help you break free from porn. And I think that to them, that's like a big solution. Whereas to me, that's all symptomatic. Like the fact that you're not having sex in your marriage, that's a symptom of much deeper problem. And the sexlessness is like a clog in the flow of the relationship. It's a big problem. But then start having, say, the wrong kind of sex could even make it worse. You need to then start having the right kind of sex, which is when your hearts are aligned, when your minds are, you know, when complementary, let's say. It's all like a celebration of each other. And you cannot do one without the other. You can't have real sex without respect and dignity and celebrating the other person. But you also can't fully celebrate your spouse that you committed to without the act of sex. So it's kind of like one in the same. And you can't kind of uncouple sex and a whole lot of other meaning. But that's, I think, part of the problem is a lot of deep people that I know discount sex as just this physical act. And they don't see it as a vehicle for the transmutation of so much other stuff. It's like it's allowing the best of you to flow to the other person and to create this synchronicity, this beautiful moment that can only happen when you're physically naked, but also spiritually, mentally, and emotionally naked before each other. I know that's like a biblical concept of like being naked before God, not because God cares about seeing our weenies or our boobies, right? That's like just a bunch of cells, but more just the idea of like, what's the real you? And as a couple, you're always growing and changing, right? So to kind of have sex is like almost like to check in with where you're at mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And if you're both growing in tandem, then it kind of is natural, the act of sex. But if there's one person who's really falling behind or is, you know, going on a completely different path, it becomes much more obvious because the act of sex becomes much more complicated and difficult. Does that make sense? And so the reason I'm talking about that is just because, again, a lot of people are like, oh, we're not having sex. We need to have sex. No, that's not the problem. The problem is you're out of sync. And sex is the symptom of that. Coughing is not the disease. It's the emergence of the symptom, right? Of the actual underlying problem. Yeah, I agree 100%. As someone who literally spent eight years of my marriage having sex about five times in eight years, I get it. And I get that quality is more important than quantity. And what's really, wow. really interesting is because we surveyed and we made, we of course, we asked about frequency of sex and that kind of stuff, because it's the kind of a good metric to know. But we really did focus more on the quality of communication and quality of their sexual relationship. Even if they weren't having sex, like those couples that weren't having sex for years, yeah. the more important question is, how is your relationship? How's your communication about sexuality? And 85% of them said that their communication about sex has improved. I mean, that's probably due because the constant give and take that they're having about it, right? Yeah, dude, I just talked to a group of guys, you know, husbands, they were husbands, they were young husbands. And one of them was experiencing a bit of a dry spell. And I was like, well, what about the idea of like talking about sex with your wife and they all every guy in that call was like whoa wait whoa you can do that and i was like yeah (laughs) you you should do that and like make sure that it doesn't lead to sex because then they'll start to associate oh he wants to talk which is code for have sex but like the engaging and what you brought up just like sparked something in me very deeply that makes so much sense on a macro level which is we've just come out of a very puritan history in america which was a lot of like married people who stay married but have very dry sexless marriages right or Mm. sex was like really problematic in america just because of religion and sex didn't really mix well over the years 
And now we're leaving that and we're entering an all sex without the meaning era, which is like the Tinder era, which is the hookup era, where people are oversexed, but they're more isolated than ever. So you have isolation because you're in a marriage, but it's dry. You're also experiencing isolation as a single person having a ton of heartless sex with a bunch of random people. It's like the same conclusion. And what we're kind of trying to do is bridge these two worlds of a lot of wonderful sex, but meaningful sex together in a relationship that actually bears fruit and gives something to this world. That is two things that it seems like haven't really coexisted, at least in the West. I know Indian tradition, there's like Tantra and all that. So there was spirituality and sexuality. I don't really know the history of that nearly as well. But here in the West, we're definitely coming out of that kind of Puritan sex, like weird relationship with sex. And now we're over sex and neither one works well. Yeah, I think this whole conversation about absolute sex is possibly a solution. I mean, obviously, true fathers, true parents believe with all their heart that it is the solution. And I think it's up to us to figure out what that means, unpack it. Someone asked me really frankly, recently, like, well, Benji, what does that actually mean? You know, an actual, <laughs> how do you explain that to someone? So we're figuring that out. I think we'd like to know what our listeners think about it too, for sure. So then what would it look like? I mean, these guys earlier in this conversation, you had some people coming up to you saying, hey, we're going to have this rally, Benji. What's your idea? And you're like, let's have a sex rally. When most people would hear that, that's a freak show. That's going to be a disaster. There's no way that that's going to turn out in a non-gross way. So like, well, it's definitely how... going to be controversial, for sure. Sure, but how could he do that in a way that doesn't end up in scandal and dysfunction? How could you yeah. actually have a healthy assembly about sex that is congruent with like long-term yeah. love and stuff like that? It was the PR department, the communication department. I had a meeting with them and we were talking about this and they kind of were throwing out ideas. I said, let's make it a sex rally and just call it that. See what happens. What do we talk about? Testimonies. It's not a lecture. It's not telling people the theology of Adam and Eve and the fall of man and all of history or anything like that. It's testimony about what is it like to live a life that is of absolute sex, of selfless sex instead of selfish. Testimonies of people from high noon who are knee-deep in a porn addiction, finding a way to reconcile their relationship with their spouse, with their wife and their husband, and actually come to thrive in their relationship. I think that's inspiring. You can't argue with people who are really living quality life. People like me and you, Andrew... <laughs> who decided to commit to this blessing thing, to this eternal commitment of marriage and having to go through a lot of challenges along the way and figuring out how to grow in the end. It's really controversial because most people, right? Most people would not choose this kind of lifestyle, but why? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people believe it's possible or there's a lot of spinning of the truth and a lot of naysaying, just like love doesn't last. Marriage is prison, all this stuff. Even like really smart people are saying it. And it's a lot of scare tactics because they're scared because they've seen it, experienced it firsthand through divorce or they've looked at it in their friends or their family. I get it, but it's also like the idea of marriage doesn't work for them. So marriage needs to be thrown out. It's like, no, maybe they just weren't good at marriage or maybe they didn't understand it or whatever, right? But the blessing goes that much further. So yeah, I don't know. I think to have a rally, I think we would really have to workshop that idea so it doesn't turn into chaos because <laughs> usually for sure you know you have something like that in las vegas look out look what happens it's just yeah a, but here's the thing right we're our movement as a movement i'm talking about our faith to mother has made statements that we need to bless every single person in the world okay 
that is a big goal. That is a big statement. For most people, when they hear that, they think, oh, no, it's not possible, right? Logistically, it's pretty impossible because most people in the world are children, right? So how do we, <laughs> how do we figure out how to do this? If that happens, if this proclamation prophecy comes true, it'll have to be something very radical. It'll have to be something very unique and very different. And I don't think that just talking about theology and talking about the theology of it is going to make an impact and make a difference in people's hearts. I think we have to do something that's a little bit controversial, but put a spin on it. And that's a hook to get people in the door. And when you have enough people who are on fire about this concept, then a movement starts, then something changes, and then people are able to share their testimony. That's why at High Noon, we do focus more on what is my own personal journey first. Before I can help someone else, I got to help myself. Before I can bless somebody, I've got to be blessed and feel blessed myself. Yeah, there's a lot of details. To be <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. To be the sex people, you really have to stand strong in results. I think there's so many ideas flying around. I went deep down the other night. If you watch YouTube's algorithms, they constantly suggest stuff. But somehow, Facebook is a lot more disgusting and it goes dark a lot faster. If you follow the algorithm of... Facebook video, it will take you to the worst of humanity pretty quickly. So a lot of violence, a lot of fighting videos, but also kind of borderline, almost rapey videos and like crazy stuff that is just thrown at you. You're not even looking for it. It's thrown at you. So looking at a lot of the ideas that are out there at the lowest part of the web, there's a lot of people making a lot of strong statements about sexuality, clearly. They don't really have a lot to back it up in terms of like historical data, in terms of like societal present data, and also just in their lives. And so that's Mm. been one huge issue that with all people of different faiths have to reconcile is like your life better be a reflection of these high virtues that you hold. Otherwise, it's just another idea. And guess what? There's a ton of ideas out there. You know, if somebody doesn't like your idea in the next few years, they're like, ah, cool, but uh, I can fly over here in this metaverse. So uh, have fun with your ideas, you know? Like in terms of sex, yeah, it's such a tough sell because it's not sexy in the way that people are used to. It's like selling somebody on a food that's healthy and has very subtle, beautiful taste versus like an American hamburger that's super salty and just bludgeons your senses. After you eat a hamburger and you've had a hamburger every day for like a year, have something with subtle flavor just doesn't quite do it because you can't even taste it because your tongue has been numbed by all the salt. That's people's dopamine when you're trying to tell them that there's a better way, but it requires a little bit of fortitude and stoicism and holding your breath a little bit and chilling out a little bit and focusing your energy a little bit. It's a tough sell. So we have to figure out a way if we're going to be the sex people to make it sexy. There's an organization that's kind of doing this in some kind of a parallel format is NoFap. Right. I think NoFap has created a very unique way of making not watching porn and masturbating appealing at a broader level than just not doing it for any religious or spiritual reasons. Like there's an entire movement of literally millions of people. We just finished No Nut November, right? November, where millions of people are participating and not jerking off (laughs) and not watching porn in order to have more focus, clarity, confidence, drive in their lives, in order to direct that energy into productive things. And they're not people that are talking about spiritual things or religious things. It's just like there is a societal, personal, family benefit to you doing this thing that we're seeing. And they've wrapped it up and packaged it really well. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 
We got a lot of workshopping to do, Benji. We got to get back in the laboratory, start figuring out the beakers and the flasks. And we need some smoke and stuff like that to figure this out because we're going to need to create like some sort of Frankenstein that will help people understand what they're missing out on. It's really hard to understand somebody who's out of control, like what it is like to be in control. Because when you're out of control, any semblance of control is just hard work in anything, right? Like, let's say all you eat is junk food all day. To say, put down that donut and have some broccoli is a really tough sell because there's very little upside in the beginning. All you can see is the downside that you're losing this precious, delicious thing, some crappy thing that looks like a mini tree. But over time, you can clearly see how you feel, how you look, how you smell. <laughs> you know, everything changes if you just stick with it. It's the same thing with right. sex. The being the, the sex people is like playing the long game with sex. I think that's where it's at is like, where does your sex lead you in the next 10 years? Because everybody yeah. loves the idea of porn. So they're like, bro, we just ran ads on Facebook. I don't know if you saw the comments. They were overwhelmingly trolly. There were so many trolling comments. I was looking at them. A lot of them were middle-aged white men who, by all means, they were defending porn. They were saying, what's wrong with porn? All this stuff. And it's like, you guys, if you don't have kids, you're like of that age. Many of you probably have daughters. The fact that you don't see that your attitude leads to longer lasting issues, even in your own family, is bananas because there's no vision there. It's just like a reaction to, oh, you're trying to take away my porn. Like, okay, let's stop for a second. What about the next 10, 20 years? You want to be an 87-year-old alone in your retirement center watching porn? Really? Is that where you want to be? Or do you want to be like in the warm embrace of somebody who's dedicated to loving you more than anybody in the world? Which sounds more appealing? at a very base level. That's definitely a symptom for sure. Something bigger, right? Yeah. People think like that. Yeah, I think we're definitely figuring it out. We're figuring it out and we have a long way to go, but I definitely think it's okay to take a swing and it's okay to take a little Let's bit of risk. Here's my pitch. If I could pitch you one thing right now, it's all in a poster. An elderly couple in their mid 80s on a bench making out and say, do you want this? They've been making out for 40 years, <laughs> you know? Or do you want this? And somebody like on their phone like this. <laughs> Which one do you want, right? You should, you should see Andrew's face, guys. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, not even, it's not even like for a second comparable, right? It's just like the trajectory is leading one way or another. Which one do you want? And then if they click on the right one, we'll, we'll help you out. If they click on the other no. one, we'll just send them straight to the dumpster. Here's the thing. We are, like you said, like the Puritan spirit, this is a very new thing. What we're dealing with right now, the internet, phones, social media consumption, it's a new thing for us. We don't know how to respond to it. We don't biologically. So we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> and I think we're at an important point in history where if we can get enough people excited about us, I'm trying to get people excited about this idea. <laughs> to just throw it, just like, guys, do the sex rally. Let's do it. Heinen <laughs> will provide the testimonies. That's all we really need. We don't need the flashy thing at this or that. And let's get to it. And I think this is a kind of a turning point in our history, for sure. If you think about the moment for the amount of people in this world that are conscientious, people that do care about this kind of stuff, maybe not everybody is in the camp of understanding why self-centered sexuality is detrimental to our world and society, but maybe we can convince them, right? Maybe there is a way through testimony, through conversation. Sure. So we'll see. I think there's enough people who already have that sense that that is the way they just haven't been able to phrase it. They haven't had somebody to capture it and express it for yeah. them. We can do that. But by the way, just on a practical note, if we're going to have such a rally, you got to double down on security, man. You got to like, there's going to be some, some weird, weird people who show <laughs> up, you know? Up. 
<laughs> yeah, some weirdos uh, and like leather, leather bondage outfits. Being like, I'm here, I'm here. Like, no, uh, sorry, uh, wrong, wrong convention. Down, down, yeah, down the no, street. we'll call it something more appropriate. Not <laughs> sex probably. <laughs> it's just a concept, guys. This is nothing official, by the way. This is not like a family fed. Yeah, our just, bosses have like, not written this down. <laughs> They've no, not, not signed off on this. We'll get back to you guys. Well, this is just a part one of our workshop on this idea. If you have any any suggestions, please let us know. If you have anything to like, any hate mail or trolling stuff, again, you can just go straight to the dumpster and sit there for a little bit and steal in your juices. And it's been a slice. We thank you so much for listening. We thank you if you're watching this for watching. We have not been recording the video at all, but now Benji wants to do that. So if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If you watch it this long, for God's sake, subscribe and let us know how you're going to help make this idea come to life. Okay. And save your hatred for somebody who cares. <laughs> if you're a troll, go back under your bridge. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in the next one. Hey, Andrew Love here, and I wanted to plant a seed in your mind before you go. You see, a lot of people, when they start to consume our content, they listen to our podcast, they watch our videos, they read our blogs, they start to believe in the idea of freedom as a possibility for them and their lives. And it is. You can break free from porn. You can build amazing eternal relationships but it requires you to make the jump it requires you to commit to transformation and that only happens when you invite other people into your journey you see a lot of people think that because i got into porn by myself i can get out of it by myself and that's the wrong thinking it's not about simply removing a negative force from your life it's about creating fulfillment and connection and intimacy with other people so we really recommend, first and foremost, that you build a team of accountability partners, facilitators, group members, and we can do that. We have all that waiting for you, but you need to first reach out to us. If you already have people in your life that you think can help you, we have online courses that will teach you both how to create a dynamic that works in terms of accountability. But if you don't have an accountability partner, we already have volunteers who are waiting for somebody to help. We have groups that are waiting for somebody like you. But your role and your job is to merely reach out to us and we can work together with you to create a powerhouse team so that you can build the life of your dreams. We look forward to hearing from you.